It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, it's stock up, stock down. The Eagles are 6-0, the only undefeated team in the NFL, so there's going to be a lot of positives again. Who struggled and who shined in the Eagles' big Sunday night win this past Sunday over the Dallas Cowboys? That's coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Tuesday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase, and he's Gino Camilleri. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. Go to birddogs.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and boom, a free Bird Dogs rope hat with your pair of Bird Dogs. Gino, it's stock up, stock down, and the Eagles stay winning 6-0, their first 6-0 starts in 2004. They remain the only undefeated team in football. Heading into the bye week, it's a much-needed bye week to get this team fully healthy, and uh, stock up, stock down is going to include a lot of positives again. I thought that was a whole team effort on Sunday to beat Dallas. And as much as our friends around the Lockdown Podcast Network who still say that the Eagles, quote, haven't beat anybody yet, right, they're like the, the five only team in the national Vikings. football team that – has quite literally beat every team and every task that they've been. And played. the only two teams that were over 500 in the NFC outside of you, I guess not the Giants, but two of the three are in your division. It, it's just crazy to me that we're still sleeping on the Philadelphia Eagles. But yet again, this is what people want. This is what we want as Philly fans. What's we the fluke part of it? What, what part of the Eagles is there not to think is sustainable? Is it the MVP play of your quarterback? The fact that you're like, the best team in the trenches collectively on the offensive and defensive line? Is it that A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith aren't this good? I mean, what part of this run is fluky to you? It doesn't make any sense. The only excuses I've heard are that they've let some bad teams hang around. I don't know if the entire NFL. (laughs) Buffalo lost to the Miami Dolphins, who everybody in the NFL is doing that, you know? Kansas City lost the game. All of these good teams are losing games, but the I'm Eagles, even though they have slipped up in moments, keep sleeping on them. That's how we want it. But when this waking, this sleeping giant inevitably wakes up and they're going to just continue to do what they do, we know what happened when the Eagles were slept on back in 2017. That's what they want. They want you to think they're just swept under the rug, that somebody's going to come out ahead of them. Well, look at who they have in position. That quarterback and what he says week in and week out. My favorite yeah. part of these games has become the post-game speech that Jalen Hurts gives because he, like everybody else, he's not buying into the hype of them being fully complete, but he is buying into what they are putting together and what they are establishing is a good football team that knows how to run the football, that is opening up the pass game, that is figuring out their defense week in and week out. They have a solid secondary. Their coaching seems to be as good as as it has 
ever been from the top down when you look at Nick Sirianni and the culture in place. And it all started with the move a couple years back with Doug Peterson to bench Carson Wentz to get them to this position. Jalen Hurts has done nothing, nothing that you could look at and say, yeah, that's going to be a, a downfall on this organization. This is the if 2012 anything, he just Eagles. continues to to bring them up. Man. Yeah, this isn't the 2012 Eagles where you started three and one, but you led the NFL in turnovers. I mean, I don't know what part of this they team protect the football. At. They take it away. Right. Like, what more do you ask for? And it's not like each game you've been barely holding on. You dominated the five and one Minnesota Vikings. You dominated the Cowboys for the entire first half. And that's a top five defense so far this year. You dominated the Washington commanders and they had a good defense. It's not like each game you've been barely making by, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I don't mm. understand that either, but I agree. Gino, Jalen hurts is the guy that's leading this team. And it's why, you know, this is going to be a consistent success throughout the season and I think against Dallas it wasn't an unworldly performance but his stock is certainly still up to see where he was on Sunday night compared to where he was last year Monday night football against Dallas it truly was night and day like yeah he didn't put up 300 yards and three touchdowns but the confidence and the speed and his decision making you saw against a really good defense there was no second guessing himself there was no hesitation and he was the only quarterback this year to have over a 100 quarterback rating against that loaded defense. And he's also the only quarterback that threw two touchdowns against them. So while it wasn't an MVP like showing, it certainly was a very good showing on primetime football. And if we're going to do what we do every week and say, was this a game you won because of Jalen Hurts, a game you yeah. won with or won in spite of, I thought there were a lot of elements that you won with Jalen Hurts, but mm -hmm. ultimately it came down to him having the best quarterback performance against the Dallas Cowboys defense than any other team has put out thus far. And, and when Jaylen you had to make plays late, he, he did it, right? The third and four Absolutely. run conversion, the touchdown to Devontae Smith, the big completion A.J. Brown before that. You know, a lot of it was winning with him, but there were moments you won because of him for sure. And I think the one thing that doesn't show up in the box score that really puts you up there and say you are winning games because of this guy is taking care of the football. Yeah. He doesn't fumble it. He barely throws interceptions this year. Yeah. He might not have a 300 yard performance game in and game out. He might not run for 75 yards on the ground, but was he efficient? Did he take care of the football? Did he continue drives? And situationally, did they put them in a good place? Well, if you look at that big seven and a half minute drive again, they took time off the clock. Jalen Hurts yeah. made a lot of first down conversions when they needed to. He trusted his weapons. He trusted himself, and he trusted that pocket that in this game, after Lane Johnson goes out, that's a mess, yeah. and you could you could divert back to early career Jalen where there were a couple moments where maybe he did pull it too fast, yeah. but you saw, I love how you said, if you look to last year versus this year, how comfortable he looked in there this time around how in charge of the offense he looked and he just never gets rattled. I don't, I want to know what this kid's routine is just every day, how he wakes up and goes about his day to keep this calm of a head. He has a champion. Oh yeah. I, I wake up and it's a little bit chilly and I'm pissed off. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this guy does it, but that's what you want with this team. And I think all of the pillars that are in place really show that they trust Jalen Hurts. If you look at when he was giving that post-game speech on the Philadelphia Eagles Twitter account, on their website, wherever you watched it, how encapsulated 
guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are listening to what Jalen Hurts has to say. Oh, yeah. They've been around the block. They've won a Super Bowl. They've been here 10-plus years. I mean, they were playing when Jalen Hurts was in high school. They don't have to respect him, but he's earned it every step of the way. And, and it's just not how just they respond with him. It, right. It's it, it's on the field, in the locker room, what his coaches yeah. say, what you and I say. It, it's huge for this organization. It's not just in through the passing game or in the locker room, but you know, you could point to, yeah, the, their final drive where they needed a score, they ran the football a lot. But you know, Jalen Hurts directly impacts that. It's not just the offensive line and Miles Sanders, they're a huge part of it. But if you saw some of the lanes that Kenneth Gainwell had, that Boston Scott had, that Miles Sanders had, guys like Leighton Vanderesh were scared to fill these gaps because they were trying to make sure they could get to the edge if Jalen Hurts pulled that football and ran. He has a direct impact when even when he's giving the football to the running back, he's having that kind of impact. But when you compare him to a past MVP candidate, to me, like I did this last Friday, I was kind of as a measuring stick because Carson Wentz in 2017 was the last quarterback the Eagles had that was on this kind of level to start a season. So I kind of went back and forth each week, like who was better each week. But when you're actually comparing him to another quarterback that had a similar kind of breakout 2015 Cam Newton is the other guy I can think of that had this kind of impact in the run game. You could say Lamar Jackson maybe in 2019, but the power style, Gino, where Hurts now after that game is 13 of 15 this year on third and fourth and one carries. That's most in the NFL. It's kind of Cam Newton-esque where it's like, yeah, is he putting up 400 passing yards every week? No, but he's impacting the game in so many different ways that you know maybe aren't as sexy, but it's equally as impactful. I think the biggest testament of him having a game against Dallas where they won because of him was what they were able to do with him in the backfield to combat Micah Parsons. Without that dual threat ability to Jalen Hurts' game, that's not even a question in the game plan. I mean, if Dallas is playing like Joe Burrow, as they did the week prior, yeah. that guy's going to stay in the pocket. Micah Parsons doesn't have to read the edge. He doesn't have to wait and see if Jalen's going to keep it or hand it off to the running back. And most teams don't have that availability in their offensive playbook. And why is Jalen Hurts so important? It's not just the leadership. It's what we always talk about with the true 11-on-11 football mentality. It's like in basketball, where for the longest time, before Shaquille O'Neal, like Shaq was the first one who really revolutionized that center position. These guys were averaging two to four points a game. They're seven footers just sitting under the rack. That's what quarterbacks were, really. I mean, these are guys that they just stand there, throw the football. If you can't throw the football, they don't care about how you run. Well, Jalen Hurts is in this new echelon of guys that are superseding the old precedent that was set with the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, the Peyton Mannings. The new evolution of quarterback are the Josh Allens, are the Lamar Jacksons. Yeah, Cam Newton set the precedent back in 2015. Like you said, did the league yep. see somebody like that that's as big, as powerful, can throw, can run? Well, Jalen Hurts might be that 2.0 version of Cam Newton. Looks I just like hope it, man. That, is, that his arm strength holds up. There's not too many big injuries for him. And yeah, he just, just can't take the beating on a better Cam trajectory. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, can't take the beating where hopefully he's not shot at age 32 like Cam was, which was super sad to see. But early prime Cam Newton, I mean, you're kind of seeing that right now with Jalen's impact mm -hmm. for sure. Stock up for Jalen Hurts six weeks in a row. Let's hope he keeps it going in a couple weeks here as they take on. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers next, right? Yes, if I'm not sir, mistaken. Over P 
PA after Hopefully the Kenny week. Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It wasn't just Jalen Hurts, though, that had his stock rising Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. We've got more stock up coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. But first, a shout out to one of our sponsors of the day, and it's LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Head over to LinkedInJobs.com. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. After you get your nice snazzy job from LinkedIn, after you take that offer, make sure you hit up the next offer here from the Locked On Eagles podcast. This one is going to blow your mind, folks. I've been listening to podcasts for probably eight, nine years now, and all the big-name podcasts have this sponsor. It's Bird Dogs. When they told us that we were going to be partnering with Bird Dogs, I was over the moon. I am a big joggers guy. I'm a big, as Ross Jackson likes to call him, Hoochie Daddy Shorts guy. <laughs> I love what Bird Dog has to offer. And not only are they comfortable clothing, but they look great as well. If you want to take them to a brand new job, if you want to wear them out to a barbecue, you want to wear them to an Eagles game, you can do that. And the great thing about Bird Dogs is they're now offering sweatpants. They have their joggers, which are top of the line. They have their shorts. And if you like all of them, you can get inline under underwear built into your pants. It's revolutionary. They're changing the game that you wear clothes. So today, go to birddogs.com, enter the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. And they'll throw in a free rope hat for those of you watching on YouTube. It's at the bottom. And those of you listening, go check it out on their website. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on. And boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. Built-in liners. You don't have to wear underwear and pants. Just wear the built-in liners as well. You will not take these things off, I promise you. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the show. Make sure you also check out our NFL key predictions every Friday on Lockdown NFL. Lockdown's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Bet Online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Lockdown NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever. You get your podcast. Gino, we're going to continue to dive into stock up, stock down. Week six edition after the Eagles' big 26 to 17 win on Sunday night over the Dallas Cowboys. Heading into the bye week now, six and oh. Of course, stock up to Jalen Hurts again. Not an incredibly dominant performance, but a very poised clutch performance late in the game. Very controlled and efficient all throughout all four quarters for sure. But it wasn't just Jalen. I mean, this entire team, especially in that first half, looked incredible. And I think we have to start with the defensive backs. I mean, we're going to get into the cornerback play, which was the most dominant I've seen Eagles corners play in my entire lifetime. But, you know, overall, the entire unit, when was the last time you had safeties cooking this well? 
corners too at the same time on the outside and in the slot. It felt like, you know, when you had Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod, they had to overcompensate for Jalen Mills. And then last year when you had Darius Slay, it's like, you know, you got an old Rodney McLeod and Anthony Harris in the backfield. You didn't have the playmakers of both positions, but I mean, Marcus Epps made plays, but Chauncey Gardner-Johnson took over that game on Sunday night. He has been completely heating up the last two weeks. 14 tackles, three interceptions, and three pass deflections the last two games. To see the amount of hats he's wearing in a defense he joined less than two months ago and the toughness after getting hurt on Sunday to come back in and make that kind of interception in that moment, huge. I mean, the safeties stock up for sure. Nambiaswa. Jacqueline Jarrett, Nate yeah. Allen. I mean, we can go down the list of how many people we have had to watch suffer. Even when you had Asante Samuel, it's back. like in the backfield, who was it? Quentin Depps. I mean, Macho Harris at times. It was just awful. A disaster. A disaster. Yeah. We had waited years to get some semblance of a secondary. Then we finally got it in the safeties. Got Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod. But the corners weren't great. Then yep. they bring in Darius Slay, but then Malcolm leaves. You lose the safeties. Then, yeah. then you lose the <laughs> yeah. safeties. But then all of a sudden, Marcus Epps develops into one of the better starting safeties in football. The Philadelphia yep. Eagles trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. The New York Giants looked as clueless as any organization ever allowing James Bradbury to walk out the door, only allow him to come to Philadelphia, your division rival, where he is playing as a cornerback too and playing at a high-quality level. I want to do an experiment quick. For anybody that's on their phone listening to this, go to the NFL.com app or NFL.com on your phone. Go to stats, go to leaders, and go to interceptions. You'll look in the top 10. You know how many of those guys are Philadelphia Eagles, Lou? Three of them. Darius Slay has three. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has three. James Bradbury has two. A little farther down the list, Avante Maddox has one himself. This Eagles secondary isn't just playing at the best we have ever seen them. They're playing at arguably one of the best rates in the National Football League. They Outside shut of down Buffalo Justin and Jefferson. Denver, they're, they're right there. It's top three. Yeah, they shut down Justin Jefferson. CeeDee Lamb didn't even know he was in the game last week. They are just doing it against high-quality opponents, and it all started with doing what? Acquiring high-quality talent, high-caliber players, that know how to cover in man, that are smart football players and are versatile. That describes Darius Slay. It describes James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Marcus Epps, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, those five. And shout out to Avante for coming back, having a quiet week, for not allowing really anything to happen on him and how much they missed him the prior two weeks. This is the five that we wanted to see for the longest time. And shout out to, to CGJ, man. I mean... He understood, and he said it in his post-game press conference. He's like, I did that for the team. Like, I didn't do that for myself. He's like, if I was looking out for myself, I would have held myself out of that game. But it's like, I put my ego to the side, and that's everything you could want in this secondary, man. And that was a concern. Go and play. Some people, I shouldn't say it was a concern, but some people were wondering how CGJ was going to fit into this locker room. Mm -hmm. He seems like he fits right in, and the entire secondary is cooking. I mean, Gino, you mentioned it. Just listen to some of these stats from Bradbury and Slay. They're, they have the two lowest passer ratings allowed in the NFL right now. So you have basically the top two corners in football playing on the same team. 
Quarterbacks are completing just 43% of their passes against these two. They have five interceptions combined and have allowed just one touchdown. Bradbury's allowed the fewest yards of any corner this year who's faced at least 30 targets. The Eagles are the only team to have two corners in the top five when it comes to pass deflections. And against Dallas, these two allowed, so there were 13 total targets. They allowed four catches, four pass deflections, one interception, and a 12.7 passer rating. If you would have told any year of any being an Eagles fan, Lou and Gino, they would have never believed you that this reality was possible. No, we, we never thought it was possible. And we thought the best that we had seen was the, the Super Bowl years and not saying that this is anywhere close to that yet, but it has a very similar makeup to how they made that team as well. I mean, they did it with a mix of veterans. They did it with a mix of youth. That's how it is. You got the Wiley Vets on the outside and James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox. I mean, he's still young, but he's considered a vet. He's on his second contract. Chauncey's going to get there. Marcus is going to get there. You're integrating all of these guys into a system where they flash. And I think that's the easiest to see through the development of Marcus Harris, Marcus Epps, rather. Yeah, Marcus Harris. I mixed up him and Anthony Harris. And how CGJ, now that he's become comfortable in that defense, is able to settle in. You saw it the first couple weeks. Like He was still getting involved in the game plan, still trying to figure it out. And now... He is becoming everything you wanted him to trade for. Well, because imagine you play slot corner for four years, Gino, right? And then, yeah, you did it at at Florida. In college, you wore all these different hats. But imagine Mm -hmm. just getting traded to a new team in August. The season starts in a week, and you're already on the field being asked to do all of this. Of course, there's going to be some growing pains. But the more he's gotten comfortable, that's why he's heating up these last two weeks because he's starting to get it, and we know the talent's there. It's as evident as ever. As yeah. to why I've preached, I have preached to why you need a do it all top quality safety in the National Football League. If it isn't evident in what he can do coming down against the run in intermediate areas, his tackling has gotten way better the last couple weeks, tackling in space, making plays as a single high safety. What more could you ask? He's not a one dimensional player, he's versatile, just like. Everybody that this team has on the offensive line as well, which yeah. if we're talking about stock up, kind of I, I, I labeled that. it the big three beaters, Gino, because I like that. I like when that. you when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and who you were nervous about on that defense, it was Micah Parsons, it was Trayvon Diggs, and I, I'll throw Demarcus Lawrence in there because he was talking trash all week. I don't think anybody was concerned about Demarcus Lawrence heading into this game, but those are like the three faces of the Cowboys defense, and the Eagles erased them. Parsons had just three pressures in that game. Diggs was in coverage for, I believe, both of those touchdowns against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And Jason Kelsey pancake blocked Demarcus Lawrence to the ground, I think, three times in that game. So I I called it the big three beaters. That's exactly what they did. You look at the game plan the week prior and you say, who are the three people we have to worry about to not ruin this game? And what are we going to do? We are going to ruin their game. Demarcus Lawrence... He probably did not have a fun time in that game. Jason Kelsey made man. that man's life hell time after time after time. Put him onto the ground. And he was the one talking so trash to, to get pancaked, to get destroyed that many times. has got to be embarrassing. I think Trevon Diggs as well yeah. wanted nothing to do 
covering this team either. He got exposed. And then Micah Parsons, the one guy that was the ultimate game record for the five other teams that they played, he did nothing against the Eagles. He did next to nothing. Dwayne Johnson effect, the most team. underrated player, I think, in the entire NFL. Just erases the best pass rusher in football. Time after time after time after time. And Mayalata came back and Sayamalu was back in there. And Yasuo Peta went in for a little bit. Jack Driscoll went in for a little bit. But now you have the bye week. If this offensive line can get healthy now, Lou, give them that time to rest. You're off of a couple NFC East matchups the last couple weeks, some big-time NFC matchups. Well, you're going to play Pittsburgh. You're going to play Houston. That's a time for you to kind of recollect your thoughts, recollect how healthy you are. And, man, I don't want to see them against these teams where they should be going out there and having good performances because against the teams where you're saying, okay, this might be a bad situation, they're becoming the teams that you can't you can't game plan against the Eagles offense. No matter what you do, it's going to be a miserable day for you to try and defend them on the ground in the pass game. They just do a great job week in and week out. I think you look at, too, the receiver is A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Not dominant performances. It wasn't A.J. Brown against Detroit. It wasn't Devontae Smith mm-hmm. against Washington. But both with five catches. Both have a touchdown. And you look at the way Dallas was defending them. It was man coverage. They said, we're going to put our best corner, who most consider in the top tier, against your best receivers. And both those guys won that matchup. I don't know why Trevon Diggs is thought of as highly as he yeah. is. I mean, he's a great I, playmaker I just, I on the ball, but he it. does get beat a lot in man coverage. We said that a heading lot. in, there was going to be chances to make plays. He's and aggressive. I'm shocked they didn't throw the ball to Devontae more when he was on Anthony Brown because Anthony Brown couldn't cover him to save his life in that game. Yeah. And I just think the next go around, they're going to see where they missed shots, where they missed targets that they should have to say they didn't even take chances down the field i mean there were more they can open this sucker up the next time man yeah i agree i I wonder how dallas might play them different though later on in that christmas eve battle it'll be interesting waiting for that those dallas fans that couldn't (laughs) face the challenge ahead of them so now they got to look forward to the next one the excuses they were making after the game on Twitter. Very fun to see, though. We always love a good always. Eagles win over the Dallas Cowboys, especially on primetime football. Stock up to so many players on this team. Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, the receivers, the secondary. We could have said the you know the defensive line. It was, it was a great game overall. Mm. There were some players that, you know, there's room for improvement. We'll get into stock down coming up next, guys, right here on Lockdown Eagles. But first, a shout-out to another one of our sponsors. It's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy. Prize Picks won me some money last night i took the over on kj hamler the only bright spot of the denver broncos just because he had that one deep bomb but here's how prize picks works you pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry no competing with anybody it's just you versus the projection prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch too the nba tips off tonight 76ers against the boston celtics You've also got Lakers, Warriors tonight. The NHL is underway. The Philadelphia Phillies are in the NLCS. Prize Picks, again, offers projections on any sport you watch. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. They have safe and fast withdrawals as well. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, Pricepix is going to give you $100. If you deposit $50, Pricepix will get you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. I'm Louis DiBiase, and he's Gino Camilleri. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase LOE. It's stock up, stock down. We got into a lot of stock ups. Jalen Hurts, the secondary, the entire offensive line, the receivers, total team effort that went against the Cowboys. Uh, Gino, who's somebody that, you know, I guess there were some guys that struggled in that game, but overall, maybe their stock is down because of other circumstances. Who's the first player you thought of here? I, I know last week we we talked about Quiz Watkins specifically. I got to stop taking the over on him. Yeah, I just think Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, that secondary kind of receiving core, maybe they're trying to just hit the, the secondary tight end some more. Jack Stoll with the big target, Grant Calcaterra, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they want to work that element more. But Zach Pascal hasn't seen as much ac- action as he saw the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Wes Watkins is nearly invisible the last couple of weeks as well. And you don't want this team to get one-dimensional and targeting their big three, but it works. And it's a recipe that it's has say, worked. It's hard like to complain. Kansas City. You know? yeah, yeah, Kansas City with Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, those two ran that team for – the last couple years and if they're that good of players they can dominate I just want to see them not sit on their hands and get comfortable with the play calling that they do have and just mm. keep it interesting just keep getting these guys involved especially Quez who's such a a, a talent when it comes he should to be getting one deep shot a game I at, mean, at least or yeah. at least one bubble screen where he can use his athletic ability or even like a jet sweep I mean behind the line of scrimmage just toss mm. him a little little ball, let him go out there and, and get some yards. But I, I don't yeah. think that right now they're, I would say, comfortable with what they have behind those two because they really haven't had much trust from Jalen in the last couple of weeks. But you're going to have to get to that point because, God forbid, if something does happen or late in the season yeah. teams have figured out what you're doing, you're going to have to implement these guys in a way that you can trust them and you have to just continue yeah. to get them the ball. And I trust Quez Watkins. I think that this is more of a matter of circumstances than actual production. I think last year you saw more volume when they needed him. He can definitely step up. I go back and forth. I'm with you. I want Quez Watkins more involved. He's too dynamic to be touching the football zero times the majority of the game. But at the same time, I understand why he's not getting the ball, and it's probably going to continue. I mean, you have, I think, the best wide receiver duo in the entire NFL in front of him. You have the but maybe the best tight end or behind Travis Kelsey, a top three tight end in Dallas Goddard. And you run the football a lot with your quarterback and your running back. So a lot of it's circumstance, but at the same time, I'm with you. I would like to see Quez get more involved. I think he's too dynamic mm. to be again in the goose egg column. Some of this is selfish too, because I keep betting the over on our LOE three. And yep. it's just, I, I'm, I'm done for a little bit. But they until, do it at running back. They yeah. can get those three guys right. in there. Why can't you get more? I agree. In no, there I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you more in Quez than Pascal, but I think both, you know, again, I think if, if they need them, they will produce. I'm not nervous about that, but right now, yeah, it's kind of non-existent for sure. Uh, Gino stock down as well. I thought defensive tackle Fletcher Cox struggled in this game against the run. Uh, only one and I think one pass rush snap. So I, I think he definitely struggled in this game. I think Javon Hargrave and Jordan Davis were probably the better defensive tackles and maybe even Marlon Tui Piloto. I still think they have to figure out, and this goes to Jonathan Gannon, yeah. how to mix in that personnel yeah. on the defensive interior. Because when it's just Hargrave and Fletcher Cox and Cox is a three tech, they're just trapping him every single time and just doubling him and getting him out of the play. But when they bring five in there and they have Jordan Davis on the field as well, yeah. those guys get one-on-ones, but it seems just 
It's either there's five guys versus the run, four guys versus the pass. There's no in the middle. There's no intermixing, no interchange. Davis and Cox together. I mean, you should try that with the four tech. I'm not sure. I don't why know why they that. don't. I, and Gannon, I, and again, in his press conference today said he wasn't really comfortable with that, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that hinders what Fletcher Cox can do. Somebody who has that ability to move over and throughout the defensive line. I think you just setting him up in that three tech spot and just leaving him be and not allowing him to be the player that he is, where he does really come in there and create chaos when he could just be a free flowing monster to line up anywhere. Yeah. He's not going to have the best game against Zach Martin. We know that that's one of like his kryptonites as well. And when you line them up and just four down and they know that they're going to bring four and you're not sending any blitzes or any stunts. Yeah. It's going to make a job for a guy like Fletcher Cox that much more difficult. Who Dallas knows above everybody to not let them ruin him, his their game for him. Maybe they don't trust Davis enough consistently yet to win with pass rushing in those situations. Got to try. Sure, but yeah, you definitely got to try. Man. Yes, I agree. And he's been getting better in the pass rush game. So, you know, hopefully after the bye week, they give mm. those looks more chances for sure. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at LOE. We're posting shows for you Monday through Friday right here on Lockdown Eagles on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. We always thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. After the show, make sure your second listen is the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for today's edition of Lockdown Eagles. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.